0: The I Am Independent podcast with Loretta and Bianca. Stories, advice and discussions to resource, encourage and support independent music artists.
1: Welcome back to a brand new series of the I Am Independent podcast. These are certainly strange times that we live in. But nevertheless, the independent artist grind is real, hustling hard uh, more than ever, I would think. Well, we're hoping that this series will continue to inspire you, resource you and encourage you, even in these difficult times, covering all sorts of topics that are relevant to you guys. We always welcome your feedback. So do get in touch on Instagram or through our website. You can find our email address. Uh, info at iamindependent.co.uk to let us know what you'd like us to cover, what you'd want to hear more of, or just any comments that you want to share with us. So thanks once again for joining us. Enjoy. Hi everyone and welcome to the I Am Independent podcast. Today we're covering a subject that we get asked about so much and it's one that gives you all big headache. In fact, on our boot camps, it's the week that uh, people love and hate the most in equal measure because they find it the most helpful one, but it's also the one that they're like, oh, do I have to deal with this? Well, our guest today is Lara Baker from SongTrust. We're going to be talking about royalties um, and music admin, uh, as I say, is one of those jobs we hate to do. But the amazing thing about SongTrust is it makes it so much easier and it is so important. So if you're one of those people, who's put your hands over your ears and gone la 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 about the music admin thing this is the episode to lean in you're gonna learn a lot and we really do highly recommend Songtrust so Lara thank you for being here and welcome yeah to the thank podcast. you for having me
2: I'm, I'm really um pleased to have been invited and I think that was the perfect intro really you know publishing admin and and collecting your royalties and looking after your rights is such an unsexy part of the music business. But it's, you know, it's so important. And especially like during COVID times recently, it's, it's become really obvious that you have to be across all of your income streams. Um, and this is one that is so confusing that a lot of people kind of, it slips to the bottom of their to-do list. Um, but yeah, let, let's dig into it and hopefully help um, answer people's questions about it.
1: I think maybe a good place to start, if this is okay, Lara, is if I um, sh- um, basically mention a few terms, and if you could give us the the idiot's guide to or the idiot's answer to what even what things are, because I'm aware that there's some people that don't even know they've heard those words but they don't know what they mean. So could we start with royalty? What is a royalty? Sure. Yeah.
2: So so basically, if you um, if you write music or you perform music. Um, and then that music goes out into the world, you know, if it's streamed, if it's played on radio, if it's released on a physical format, if you perform live. All these different usages of music create royalties, um, either for the composer or for the performer or for both. Um, and, and so a royalty is, is just money that you're due from your work being used or, or performed or broadcast um, in some capacity.
1: Wow, you did that so well. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, let's go for publishing next. Yeah,
2: well, publishing's a really interesting one. So a publisher is a company that you'll sign to as a songwriter to maximise the exploitation of your compositions, which is, I guess, a lot of jargon. But but what they do is they, they will really work your songs. They will, they will get them used. They will, um, you know, generate revenue from your songs for you. Um, and so they kind of do two jobs a publisher one is the the, what we call publishing administration which is registering the songs globally with all the different societies where you might be earning royalties um, and then collecting those royalties so it's it's the admin side and then a publisher also takes on creative responsibilities for you and your songs as well so that might be sync, like getting your music used in TV ads, games, films. Um, also in the creative services they provide is things like uh, setting up co-writes with other writers, helping you with the AR and you know the development of your craft, and also sometimes pitching your songs to be recorded by other artists and major recording artists, for example. So a publisher in the traditional sense. Uh, you sign your rights to them as a songwriter. Usually, it's you know might be a five-year deal or longer. It, it can be quite a long term, and then they will do the the admin and the creative that I just outlined.
1: Great, thank you. um Copyright. I know that's kind <laughs> of a hard one to say in a nutshell, but what does it mean? To copyright well, song. I think
2: what people need to understand in terms of, you know, the different types of copyright in a song is that every song is broken down into the, the master recording rights, and the rights in the composition that the underlying music and lyrics, and they're two totally separate sets of rights and they earn money in different ways. So labels and artists, you know, they'll probably be familiar with the royalties earned on the master side. Um, master recording royalties and neighbouring rights. I won't go too much into that. Um, But on the publishing side, the composition breaks down into performance and mechanical royalties, as well as microsync royalties. So, for example, from YouTube. So, and then within that, performance revenue is further split into the writer's share and the publisher's share. So it gets quite complicated and confusing pretty quickly. Um, But the, the most fundamental thing to understand is that if you're an artist and you're writing your own music, then you have your your master rights and the rights in the recording, which you know your label or distributor might be looking after, and you have your the rights in the composition and your rights as a songwriter, which you can work with a publisher or a publishing administrator to to manage and to collect what you're due.
1: Great. Um, I think they're probably the main ones, aren't there? Is there anything else that you think is a real obvious one that people might not know what it is or might have heard it but not know what it means? Well, I guess
2: um, I, I described a bit about what a publishing company is and what happens when you sign a publishing deal. But Songtrust is is not a publisher as such, it's a publishing administrator. Um, and a lot of people don't know what that is. So I guess you can think about it kind of like um, it's, it's the publishing equivalent of... Releasing your music using a distributor rather than signing to a label. Because when you work with a publishing administrator like Song Trust, you retain your publishing rights. Um, and what we do is we, we register your songs globally with all the different societies around the world, collect all those royalties due, you know, because in the streaming age, you could be earning royalties in all sorts of places that you know you've never been to. Um, and so so we register the songs, we collect the royalties that are due and we pay them through um, and we just take an admin fee on the royalties that we collect. So we're not taking any rights. The, the songwriter um, retains all their rights, retains complete independence, but they're still able to collect what they're due globally. Um, and that's that's what a publishing administrator does.
1: And I guess that's why it's particularly Great for independent artists who might not be in a position where they're going to be offered a big publishing deal, um, or even know how to to manage it. So, I mean, I, I think definitely yeah. Bianca's with Song Trust, um, and a lot of other artists I know who are independent, and that's the the appeal there. But if if you could go into a bit more how it in particular benefits perhaps an independent artist, yeah,
2: certainly. I mean, as as a an independent songwriter, the, the first thing you need to do is affiliate with a PRO, a performing right organization. Um, and in the UK, that would be PRS. In Ireland, it's IMRO, and you know, every country has has their own PRO. And so the, the first thing to do to, to collect anything that you're due as a songwriter is to, to get that PRS membership set up. Um, and But for a lot of people, it, it kind of stops there. They, they join PRS and they think that they're collecting everything that they're due on the publishing side. But PRS and, and all of the PROs around the world, for one thing, they're, they're a performing rights organization. So they're not collecting your mechanical royalties. Um, what a lot of artists and writers don't know is that um, there's both a performance and a mechanical royalty mm-hmm. in every stream for the songwriter. Mm-hmm. So if you're just with PRS, straight off the bat, you're missing out on the mechanicals in all of those streams. But also, you're missing out on collecting a lot of your international royalties as well, both performance and mechanical, because what your PRO doesn't do is actually register your songs in other territories for you. Mm. They have international reciprocal deals and some international money can be collected, but they don't actually register your songs in all those other places around the world that you might be getting streams and you might be getting played. And so that's really where a publishing administrator adds value. And when you look at Songtrust, we have the biggest global collections network of any administrator, I believe. Um, so we have 60 partners around the world. So PRS, IMRO, MCPS, and all their equivalents, as well as a number of digital partners that we collect from YouTube and so on. And we're collecting from 245 countries and territories. So it's really, you know, about collecting everything and not leaving money on the table and and what scares me. And I I speak to, you know, really quite successful artists every day who are maybe just with their PRO and there's money that's due to them. And it's sat at all these different societies around the world just waiting for them to register their works.
0: Um, I was going to ask you, what happens to the money um, if it doesn't get collected? Um, what, What does happen to all of that?
2: yeah well it, it sits there for an amount of time, so you know if you sign up to song trust and you've you've had songs out over the last few years, then you know we will be able to to retroactively hopefully claim royalties that that are sort of waiting for you to collect them. but it's also important to understand that all those different societies around the world they have what what people tend to call the black box, mm. which is after a certain amount of time and it it's, it does vary by by society around the world the money that you haven't collected because those registrations haven't been made or because they haven't been able to successfully match, um, then that money goes into the black box and it gets redistributed to society's members um, by market share, I believe. So, Mm. you know, your Ed Sheeran's and your Elton John's and and so on do probably quite nicely out of it.
0: Mm. And how far does your retroaction go?
2: That depends. That really varies by country. Oh. So every every society um, has a sort of different, different way of doing things. Um, so w- when people oh. sign up with Songtrust, you know, we make no guarantees about what historical royalties we can collect. But, you know, if it's still there and it hasn't gone into the black box, then getting the registration made with each society around the world should unlock those royalties. Mm, interesting.
1: And in terms of um, the SongTrust website, I was really impressed um, that there's actually uh, some other insights that you can gain from being with SongTrust as well. Just tell us about some of those features, because again, they're really helpful and actually really encouraging for independent artists as well, who otherwise wouldn't necessarily have access to that information. Yeah, well,
2: first of all, for our clients, we have the the royalties dashboard, which is a super in-depth. Um, place for all of your data on all your royalties that you're earning so whenever you log into song trust once your songs are registered and they're earning money around the world then the dashboard updates whenever any of those 60 pay sources pay us so you can see line by line every royalty that's come through which country it's come from which song it was for which royalty type it is um, and, you know, you can really see exactly what you're earning. There's also a heat map. So you can take a look at the world and it shows you uh, everywhere uh, that you're earning royalties from. Um, and that's really useful because, you know, you might have fans in places that you didn't realize. Mm. And, you know, that data is power. You know, it gives you insights into where you might want to tour or where you might want to focus your, your marketing efforts. Um so that all of those insights that we share, that's not really typical in publishing historically, mm. you know, people used to just get, in, in fact, with a lot of companies, they do just get still now an email royalty statement twice a year. Mm. And that's it. Whereas with us, you can see exactly what you're earning. Um, and then the other thing about the SOMTRUS website that is one of the reasons I wanted to, to get involved with this company is whether you're a client or not, it's just such a huge educational resource on all things publishing and managing your rights and collecting what you are due. because we really want artists and songwriters to understand this part of the business. And it, it is really complicated, especially when you think about how, you know, that the copyright laws are different in every country. Societies, you know, operate differently in every country. A song might have eight different writers who are all registered with a different society and have a different publisher. So when you think about trying to, you know, make sure the right people get paid, it's it's a crazy job. Um, and so we really want people to understand it as well as possible so that they can collect what they are due. And so we have the Modern Guide to Music Publishing, we have template split sheets. So mm-hmm. if you're co-writing, you know, one of the most important things then and there is to agree what your splits are. And that's, you know, that's not a very fun conversation to have, but it's really important because you can't collect any royalties if you're all trying to register, you know, different splits, you know, it will just, no one will get paid. So template split sheets, um, you know, a crash course in music publishing, loads of free resources. And, you know, hopefully any writer, whatever stage of their career can,
1: can, you know, find those useful. Just a quick reminder that we have a growing number of resources and useful videos on our YouTube page. Just search I am independent and you should find us. And do follow us on social media on Instagram at We Are Independent Artists and on Facebook under the same. Also on Facebook, you can join our closed group where we're creating community for independent artists to swap ideas, collaborate and just feel extra supported and encouraged. You can find links to everything we do on our website www.iamindependent.co.uk. And
0: how do do artists um, sign up to you guys? What's the process for them?
2: So they can just go to the Songtrist website and open an account. Um, It's very straightforward. They need to have a PRO membership first, so PRS or wherever they're based, and then open a Songtrist account. And then they need the information on their songs. So they need to have all the information to hand on who their co-writers are and what the splits are. Wow.
0: So it seems pretty straightforward. And then... um how how often do they do you get paid how often do you um like you're always collecting but how how do artists get their money in
2: and Obviously.
0: quarterly yeah, right so
2: we pay out every quarter i think mm-hmm. one of the things that's important to know as well when you when you sort of start registering your songs and working with a publishing administrator is that that money doesn't appear the moment you register your songs you know that the process of getting the songs registered with all those societies first up and then those societies processing, matching, collecting, paying through, it takes a while. So, you know, we, we tend to see first royalties on accounts at around about the six month mark. And mm-hmm. um, some of the pay sources pay more frequently than others. Um, so it's a long game, you know, often there, there are societies around the world that pay out, you know, once a year, twice a year as normal, it takes a while. But um, we pay out quarterly once those royalties are flowing.
1: And once an artist is with Songtrust, do they then need to continue to register their music with both PRS and Songtrust or just Songtrust?
2: No, just Songtrust. It's it's one of the the great things about it that once you register a song with Songtrust, we send it to those 60 pay sources, which includes PRS, includes MCPS. Um, and so, you know, you just do it once and 60 registrations are made. I mean, if you imagine trying to actually do that yourself with 60 different societies, it would be it would be a nightmare. So it's yeah, it's part of the, the beauty of Song Trust that you can just make one registration and then focus on your art.
0: And just to clarify, just for artists as well. Um, um when you say that you sign up with song trust and um, it it kind of takes care of of the others it it does it does it on the publishing side not necessarily the performance side so it's not ppl yeah not ppl so that's
2: if we go back to the start of the conversation that the two different separate sets of rights we're dealing with the publishing rights so if you're an artist as well you still want to sign up to ppl and, and be making sure that you're collecting your your royalties due on that side
0: yeah yeah, just wanted to make that clear. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one other question, and it might it might be um you might not be able to kind of say all of them or a lot of them, but you said that you collect for um some of the micro usages, and I wanted to um do you have any examples of that so that artists can kind of get their head around the other places so that they are also earning money that they may not realize? Yeah. Like so so on the
2: on the publishing side, the the places that you'll be earning royalties first of all performance royalties. Mm-hmm. So these are generated um, if you perform live, Mm -hmm. Um, they're generated if you're broadcast or played on the radio, and also there's a performance royalty in every stream. So, So that's your performance royalties. Then there's also mechanical royalties. Now, these are generated whenever your songs are uh, released on a physical format. So if CD or vinyl is produced, for example, then then the label producing those will be due to pay mechanical royalties. But there's also a mechanical royalty in every stream. So um, when your music is streamed, Spotify or Amazon or Apple or whoever it is, will be paying both a performance and a mechanical royalty to the songwriter. Um, and then the the other one I mentioned is micro sync, which is just a term that we use to describe YouTube royalties, for example, just because it is such a, a fraction, a tiny fraction of a, a penny for every view. Um, you know, but if if you are you know doing YouTube well, then you can really rack up some some big numbers. So um, just to talk
0: about live and 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 touring and how um song trust and earning royalties um works through that. Can you give us a bit more of information about that?
2: Yeah, so so when you're an artist and and you play live or even even if you're a songwriter and someone else is performing your songs live, then that's going to generate royalties and it can be quite significant and um, it's it's different in every country how much you get as a songwriter from a live performance. In the UK, I think it's 4.2% of box office goes to the songwriters. So, you know, if I had friends who supported Wolf Alice at Brixton Academy, you know, sold out gig, you can kind of do the maths and work out, you know, from the ticket price and, and the capacity, 4.2%, which then gets split between the, the headliners and the support acts weighted towards the headliners, of course. Um, you know, it, it can be a lot of money depending on, on the show. So... So what you have to do is actually submit the set lists in that case. So if you're a Songtrust client, you can just log onto your dashboard, click on set lists, put in the date of the show, put in the venue, put in the songs that you played and click register. And then we will claim those performance royalties for you. And it again, it varies by country, but you should really do that within about six months
0: of the show date. Right, six months. Okay, that's interesting. And that can be a nice if you're if you're doing a few dates of a tour, like a, a few weeks, and you're going to different venues, that can be a, a bit of an earner, really, couldn't it?
2: Yeah, it can be. I mean, I spoke to a band uh, a, a little while back who won a competition a while ago to support Foo Fighters at an arena, and you know, I did the, a quick bit of maths for them to work out what they might be due, and they were just stunned. You know, something like that can be can be a huge earner. But even if you're just playing you know bars and clubs it, it can be you know 50 pounds so it's really worth making sure you pick up those live royalties yeah that's
0: really great thank you that's so great i think we've got like quite a comprehensive um understanding of of song trust and also it's great that your website is such a um, resource as well that it's not just um, a place to sign up which a lot of the um the royalty society's websites are often a place to sign up with a little bit of information but it seems like a resource for, to actually understand how this all works which is great.
2: Yeah I mean what, one of the things that's really useful is we have this music publishing crash course which you just put your email address in and you get an email each day for five days that takes you through some of the key points just in a real kind of brief nutshell so you can really get your head around the fundamentals of publishing and as I mentioned that the template split sheet that's so important. The amount of artists that, that don't agree, their splits, and mm. um, you know, because once once a song is doing quite well and there's royalties flowing, it's it's a, too late to have that conversation. So, yeah. so definitely, you know, visit songtrist.com and and make use of those resources because this is a hard to understand part of the business, as I mentioned. But you know, it it pays to understand it. It really does. Mm. So you know, especially during COVID times and. You know, there's, there's no live revenue right now. And then also there's been a lot of attention on streaming and the splits and how much goes to the songwriter and how much goes to the artist and so on. Well, if you aren't collecting everything that you're due, then it, doesn't, it almost sort of doesn't matter what what the, the streaming companies are paying. So the, the very first thing is to actually make sure that you are collecting all those royalties that you're, that you're due.
1: One thing we didn't mention is what what percentage um do song trust um take and is there a fee for joining?
2: Yeah, so Songtrust takes a 15% admin fee, so 85% of royalties go to the client. And um, and when you open an account there's a $100 registration fee. If people want to get in touch with me, I do usually have a discount code on that. So I can I can make that available for your your listeners.
1: Awesome. And are there um, some real sort of common questions that you always get asked that we haven't covered or, or maybe another way to put it, is there one thing that you wish artists knew or you get frustrated having to say so many times and would just like artists to know? (laughs) Yeah,
2: I mean, I think I guess we've probably covered them. But the the two things that come up a lot is, you know, artists say, Oh, I, I thought I got all my international royalties through PRS. And I have to often explain how they do have reciprocal deals, but they don't actually register your songs internationally. And so it's it's quite a passive approach to, to global administration. And if you want to collect everything you're due all around the world, then you need a publishing partner, whether it's a publisher or a publishing administrator. Um, so that's a key thing. And then the other key thing is, you know, people just don't realise that they're missing their mechanicals and that there's a mechanical royalty in every stream. So, you know, that can be huge amounts. We've got enormous clients in, I won't say their names, um, but we've got enormous clients in like Grime and Drill and their streaming numbers are phenomenal. And some of them have been in the game, you know, 10, 15 years or more, and they've they have only ever been with PRS. And so, you know, they've missed their mechanicals in in huge quantities. And obviously, you know, we can retroactively claim what's still there to be claimed for them but um I just I just want to see everyone actually getting the money that's due to them because you know it's it's just such a a shame if it's left on the table
0: so
1: good thank you
0: thanks for joining us and giving us all this information I think it's going to be really really helpful for our listeners and the artists that um are plugged in um so thank you so much and we will um we'll let the guys everyone know that they if they want to sign up, they can um there can be a bit of a discount code there for them mm-hmm. to sign
2: up and we'll we'll put them yeah. in touch with you. And uh, the
1: website uh, it, is really
2: filmtrust.com. Yeah, right? com is the website. And another quick point as well is people often ask, you know, when is a good time to get publishing admin? Um, and it, it's never too early, really. You know, if you're releasing your first songs, there's going to be streams that happen, you know, overseas and there's going to be mechanicals. And really you don't want to be like some of our huge artists that sign up sort of 10 years into their career you know you don't want money to have gone into the black box and and become unclaimable so it's it's never too early to set up with publishing admin
1: awesome thank you so much thank you laura it's been so helpful thank you pleasure thank you for having me
0: And don't forget to sign up to our mailing list where you'll receive a free 10-day guide especially designed to inspire and equip independent music artists with some really useful, practical and inspirational resources.
1: Sign up at www.iamindependent.co.uk For more great content from I Am Independent, find us on social media at We Are Independent Artists. Check out our Spotify playlist for new music from independent artists. Search We Love Independent Music.